figured I would do another Inspirato Projecto podcast. Um, we shot some scenes last night at the house in Inglewood. That family. This is the second time we we shot there, and that family has been so uh, patient and um, accommodating to us. She revealed to me that um, someone apparently told her that we would have a small crew. It wasn't a scene with dialogue. We'd be in and out before 10 p.m. Well, that first time we were there, we were there till I think it was 1.30 or something. Even later. Last night we were there till at least 12.30. Um, everybody attempted, tried to get out of there by 10. I guess once you hit the 10 o'clock mark and you even go a minute or two past that, there's that psychological thing, I think, that clicks over over in, you know, in people's minds, at least did mine, that uh, it's the point of no return, that kind of thing. Well, we, you know, we're already over. Since we're over our time limit, let's just keep going. Now, in defense of the movie, we didn't know when we were going to be able to have that location again, or even if that location was going to look the same it did last time. Because it already looked a little different than it did last time. The folks who own the house are remodeling their house. So, uh, and plus, we had to redecorate the set for, you know, so it looked like Halloween. So it looked like the last time that we shot shots there because we shot certain shots there and then we just picked up the uh, different angles of those, you know, this time around. So been an awesome experience everyone who has left the set has felt you know they miss it they miss coming back they're long hour days you're moving and grooving most of the time you're eating potato chips drinking cokes etc etc so you know there's all that stuff now would, if I, if I interviewed people and I asked them, hey, would you rather work in a nine-to-five job cubicle, getting barked at by folks? I know it's always my, my go-to, my go-to analogy, the nine-to-five cubicle. I'd rather work on a movie set get a hundred bucks at the end of the day hang out with cool people eat food even if they're snacks drink drinks even if they are 
uh, well, killing me with high fructose cone syrup. <laughs> syrup. Um, would I rather choose the Cubicle 95 or work on a film set? Get 100 bucks at the end of the day. I think I'd rather work on a film set. There's traction, there's momentum. I met two people, a guy named Bin, who owns the camera that we are using. Uh, he's he's right. He's uh, been writing a movie. He's looking for funding. He's got a buddy who came on the set one day. Um, well, I think you know he's, he was telling me he went to school with him long, long ago, and so it sounded to me that Ben said um, he would be the the one to fund the movie when it came about. But that's the cool thing is that um, Ben asked me if I wanted to be in his movie. I said, absolutely. Holy moly, he's shooting a movie with that camera? My goodness, yes. On the set, <clears throat> on another day, there's this, uh, I think he was British, orange-haired fella, bald, bald fella, orange beard. He was talking about wanting to shoot a Western. I said, oh my God, I would love to shoot a Western. I would love to shoot a Western. That would be phenomenal. Wow. I would love to shoot Westerns. Learn all about gunslinging. You know, getting to that point where you see those old videos where they throw up the bottle or whatever. And shooting behind them, shooting, up, shooting the guns upside down. Flipping the gun, then shooting it, hitting the target up in the sky. That would be awesome. Know how to ride horses. Uh, all that razzmatazz. My God, I would. Oof, that would be awesome. Westworld, here I come. We're now heading to the bank. Gonna deposit these checks. Aside from that time, I worked on a commercial, and I was surprised with residuals from that baby. Aside from that, this is the one time in my life that I've made, you know, hundreds of dollars working on a, uh, on a, um, you know, either acting or uh, producing a, um, a movie. just great. I mean, things are happening. I, I started up that... <coughs> talk about cubes. The Bashar cube. Transformative shifting cube. Started doing that again. And wowzers. I noticed that it particularly works well when... Um, I used to do it when I would travel down the cube. I would use those particular terms. Desired to define my dedication and detachment, you know, using those things, doing doing the cube like I'm supposed to, and just, just you know, keeping quiet about it, so to speak, while I was doing it. You know, I, didn't, I just kind of did it in silence. Well, recently I started saying these things out loud. The desire, de uh, desire to define dedication and detachment. Actually saying those things out loud. As if... You know, it's like an echo. I'm throwing out the yeah, throwing out the yodel. The cube echoes it back to me. 
It's interesting how <coughs> I've got two examples with cubes, two awesome examples with cubes. Which one can say, the Ellen Watts would say, one, each one side of the, of the coin. One cube is the cubicle, limit, limited. The other is transformative cube, which opens up synchronicities, possibilities. Um, oh, sorry, he's a... Uh, um, it's it's just astounding. It's 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 amazing because the transformative cube it enhances, it expands, it um, teaches you all about yourself and and being the best version of yourself. The other cube, nine to five cube, limited, stuck in this system. Other is helping you see beyond the matrix. It's just it's just one could say it's it's turning one inside out. One cube is the inside out of the other. Holy moly. Then you could really investigate those molecules. Really micros uh, take a look at those microscopic capillaries. I'm gonna be moving my, my money out of uh, Wells Fargo. This actually would have been a great time to do it. Oh, but I want to make sure I cash this check, make sure it's good. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna use the bank Yumi. Number one, it just reminds me so much of Usu. Second of all, it's just an awesome symbolic representation. Yumi. Hello. Great, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I appreciate your patience. I'd like to uh, deposit yes. these, these little giblets. Uh, you want to deposit these? Say what? You want to deposit it? Yes, please. That's it? Oh, wow, okay. Not bad. You're welcome. You have a great day and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. They're reviewing my text right now. Uh, Kurt? Yes, sir. This one, I cannot deposit it for you. Uh, this one? Yeah, why are you saying that? Okay. Over here, do you see, like, when, uh, there's no initial, there's nothing, so... What do you mean? They just cross out, so if, you, if they can make one more from this. The check is it's too much struggle now for us to be able to take it. Yeah. So they would need to do another one for it. And where the amount where they can. So you're telling me you honestly cannot read cannot that at all? We can of read course it, you guys can. We can't take it. Where he, where he changed the amount, there's no initial, so we need everything to be initial, but unfortunately, the state of the check is Okay. And this one you said you want to cash it? All right, so just cash it. I just want to deposit it. Yeah. Okay, no problem. I'll do it from here, don't worry. I got you. I appreciate that. You're welcome, man. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> Thank you. Large bills? No. 10, so how are you guys dealing with all the controversy with the Wells Fargo stuff? You know, all the fake accounts. How are you guys dealing with that when people talk to you about it? All the controversy surrounding Wells Fargo. You know, with employees taking out, they were pressured um, by the higher ups to take out fake accounts. Did you hear about any of that on the news? 
to be honest, I, I've been hired new, so oh. I've been working for almost a month or two months. Oh, gotcha. I've heard about it, but I don't know a lot of information about that. But if you want, one of the bankers can help you. Like, oh, I'm just curious if you guys get a lot of questions like that, and a lot of people taking their, you know, like closing down their accounts. No. Oh, you, that hasn't been happening lately. I mean, for me, I'm just I'm, I'm a regular teller, so. Oh, gotcha. For the account, let's say. Yeah. So you'd have to talk to a special, uh, a different person to close your account? They have more, way more information than I know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. How was your day so far? Uh, wonderful. Can, can I have my balance in my checking Okay. They don't talk about all the controversy surrounding it and stuff? Okay, cool. No, that's all. Thank you. Thanks, you too. It's okay. They could not deposit one of the checks, as you heard. I apologize for getting feisty with these guys. I've not been a good example of living the change that I want to see in the world. those other people standing in line knew about that. Ultimately, I just want to help wake people up. You know? That's all I want to do. I want to wake people up. I just walked past. Uh, there's a car here. It's got a sign on it. It says, Ralph's Employee. Dash. F-E-M. Dash. It says, C. James. Do not tow. This person apparently left there car here in the lot and they just don't want anyone to tow it. I don't blame them. That's what happened to Jenny in her car. Something funky happened with uh, her wheel and then we just left it in the lot, put a sign on it, 
to let folks know, please, don't tow the car. It already feels bad enough that... It already feels, you know, kind of the fact that your car gets broken down in a parking lot. That's already a less than... Uh, how? I was going to say a less than exciting feeling. However, that definition is up to me, isn't it? It could be more than exciting, depending on how I define it. What could be the exciting thing about having your car break down in a parking lot, you know? What could be it? What's the exciting aspect of a... Uh, well, you know, I guess it's the unknown circumstances. Maybe that's the thing. When we find ourselves in a situation where we feel backed into a corner or something, or it's just not so favorable, something that we're just not too excited about and it doesn't seem to be reflecting our highest joys and passions, that, I suppose, is our opportunity to go the other side of the coin is everything. And what does that mean? The unknown. The unknown is everything. So on the one side of the coin, we're looking at it going, huh, my car broke down. What am I going to do? The other side of the coin is... I bet you there's something good about this aspect. I bet you there is. Because the unknown, that's part, you know, it's either this, what we know. The car broke, broke down. Okay, bam, we know that. Unknown things could. <coughs> could be. I mean, yeah. It could, you could leave it there and someone comes through and sees your car and goes, Hey, I want to buy that car. I'll pay to get it fixed. I want to buy that car. And if the car hadn't been broken down and sitting there in the parking lot, I wouldn't have given them the opportunity. Or if you would have put, you know, let's say if you didn't put your phone number on it or maybe email address, maybe in this day and age, they wouldn't have been able to contact you and say, hey, guess what? I want to buy this. Remind me, invisible viewers, please. I'm realizing, uh, remind me, invisible viewers, that I must contact Jacques to rewrite this check. But yeah, that idea, your car breaks down, not so favorable. You're hoping to get some place that you're really excited about, etc., etc. This seems to be a monkey wrencher, so the definition is. Now, the other side of that coin is actually deciding there could be good coming out of this bam oh one of the things I want to say earlier which I just re-experienced I just re uh, I just re uh, realized is I was watching Stranger Things last night I think it's episode 3 and my screen recently on my laptop the cat walked across the keyboard and it stretched out the screen in a strange way. <coughs> and I cannot seem to figure out how to get it back. So, I've just been watching stuff with a slightly elongated screen. And on Stranger Things, it looks like everyone just has terrible posture. They're all bent forward. And I was recently reading an article about, you know, since the invention of cell phones, everyone's looking down at their hand. Everyone's looking down. It's causing a lot of strange things with people's bodies. I can only imagine the beginnings of osteoporosis. 
In addition to that, shortness of breath. Shortness of breath, holy cow. I'm trying to be as straight up and down. I realize that I've probably... I think also what contributes to that is the feeling of... Um, what also contributes to the posture situation is maybe the symbolic weight of the world that we might feel on our backs. Working at a 9-to-5 job. Wanting to wake people up, save the world, so to speak. You can feel that in your back. So you got that. Guess the weight of expectations. The weight of... The weight of waiting. Yikes. Maybe it's the weight of waiting that's deteriorating us. This is the weight of waiting. This is the weight of waiting. It causes your shoulders to drop. It <laughs> subliminally makes you want to pick up a mop to hold you up. <laughs> oh man. This is the weight of waiting. The opposite of elating That'd be interesting to actually go into that manager Print up stuff about what Wells Fargo has done Go into the manager, talk to the finance people And record my anchor and put it out on its Prado Projecto. That would be awesome. That would be interesting to hear what they would have to say about that. Kitties! So you have gone with me on another journey through Inspirato Projecto podcast. We will talk more later. Thank you for trudging through my bad attitude. Because it's bad, so bad, sometimes. <coughs> Caught in the matrix. Caught in the matrix. Take care. This has been another episode. Vince Brown Projecto with your host, C.E.C.